Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It is me, Felipe, here with another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats. Today, talking about the phenomenal movie, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. And I'm not alone. As always, I got the Cyber Scooby to my regular Scooby. I got Miss Catherine Evans here. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, A little bit lost my voice. Been playing on Clubhouse a lot, um, which... Even though I feel like it's Zoom, but audio only, it's still fun because then you can just like start a clubhouse and then people can come on. And if you're bored, you can chat with your friends. Um, It's fun. So I was just talking with the great Jordan Kalish. Um, And Sarah Ferguson was also there, uh, a queen from a previous podcast. And TikTok Nicole, Nicole Horan, who was my partner in crime for the Brazilian Dragon podcast. How are you doing, Kate? I'm good. I'm good. Busy day. I started training for my new job, but I'm still at my old job. So, and I'm trying to move. So it's been a lot. Yeah. Um, let me just correct something I just said. Nicole was one of my co-hosts for the Big Brother podcast on the Brazilian Dragon Network, not my co-host in general, uh, uh, because sometimes I don't have a co-host. Sometimes it's just me and Kate for Scooby-Doo. Sometimes it's me, Nicole and Jacob for Big Brother, but we're not alone. Speaking of previous co-hosts of projects, uh, we are joined by the one and only Anjali Balakrishna. How are you, Anjali? Hello, I'm, I'm doing okay, bearing through the aftermath of Texas weather, but all right. Otherwise. Yeah. Do you have any words you would like to say to Raphael for trying to abandon you all and going to Cancun? Oh my I'm using I'm his got... birth name, his, his, not his whitewash name. Oh my god. No, I've been suing about that for days. And the jokes and memes coming out of that are like helping me stay level with my anger. But I'm upset with him because he left his dog behind who has Snowflake? a very, I, yeah, ironic name for a guy like him. Yeah. Um, see, the memes I've been obsessed with are mild, mild, mild WandaVision spoilers. Uh, are you caught up? I won't say anything. Oh no, I, I've been keeping up in BuzzFeed after every episode. They'll give like a the list. Memes. That, but then also a list of like details and Easter eggs. And then this woman kind of gives her opinions on the different theories. So it's. Yeah, I want to read those after the end because I don't want to get like, because I'm already like bogged down by like theories from the podcast I listen to. So I'm trying to keep my arms at a distance, but I'm um, not going to spoil Kate, but uh because Kate said she might watch this after the whole show ends with me. Really, um, but it probably will never happen. <gasps> I am so behind on so many things. And okay, well, Anjali, my favorite meme is the one who's like, "Who is Noob Master Sixty Nine? And then it was the all along. Oh my god. <sighs> um, but anyways, we're here to talk about Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. Um, and that movie premiered October 9th, two thousand one. Anjali, give us your backstory, Scooby-Doo history lesson from what Anjali's experience with the Scooby-Doo franchise. Well, I I don't know. I grew up on it like you did. Um, I have watched a number of the movies. I feel like if I actually saw a list of it, it would be most of them. But I also would watch 
what's new Scooby-Doo all the time a pup named Scooby-Doo and then I used to watch the old cartoon as well so I kind of have seen it evolve the live actions are really good but I think after like the most like five to ten years until now I think it hasn't kind of kept that standard but you've also grown up so you haven't even watched everything anymore so like you don't even know if there's stuff that you've missed that's true but seeing the advertisements for it like I think when we were in high school and they started changing the animation style of it that's kind of when I was like okay I this makes me sad but tell us why you wanted to pick Cyber Chase as your movie I have a number of favorites but this is one of those that like I don't know I think about still to this day um which is funny and I hadn't seen it in I don't know how long so it was just really nice to kind of revisit that and um the layers to it analyze it with you guys yeah no it's exciting Kate overall fresh thoughts on cyber chase what you think without getting too nitty-gritty into everything I liked it it wasn't my favorite but I liked it it was there were some scenes that were familiar to me, so I'm sure I have watched this one. Um, spoiler: I I did get the, I did I did get the villain wrong. Um, it's kind of it's so embarrassing. Is and this I'm, one more embarrassing than the alien ones? It's always embarrassing when you get it wrong. Yeah. Um, like how? But so, yeah. my experience with this one, I don't think I had ever seen it all the way through because, like, from the boardwalk on I don't think I had ever seen that um like I had seen when they had met up with each other but I I feel like the one time I saw this was before a school dance and I had to leave before the school dance to make it in time like or whatever um but I had seen like through like I remember the levels the different levels and everything Mm -hmm. um and leveling up and I always thought that was so cool and it was like mini versions of at least a few of them they'll pro- they've probably done since like the ancient egypt one they've definitely done um th- there's a phantasaur one uh so like dinosaurs and stuff like that so it's like kind of fun to see different and they we just talked about the alien one so the moon landing kind of felt um similar to that but anyways uh let's get into the movie um so Let's just do a quick plot overview. So we start off the movie, Eric, Bill, and Professor Kaufman work on coding for this project. And then the phantom virus shows up and attacks them and sucks up all the code. And my question is, just as a professional, why is Bill allowed to wear a baseball hat when he's working in a lab? Like, obviously that's a clue for later on, but. No, but character i guess they just want to have him stand out a bit more that's possibly it but i don't know kate what did you think that bothered me (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i honestly didn't really think about that i didn't realize that i mean if it's not interfering but i could imagine like imagine if his hat the rim hit the beakers and knocked everything over i feel like you could get sued yeah, I guess because he was sitting at the computer, it's more acceptable. But. Yeah, but anyways, we roll up. The mystery gang shows up to college campus to visit their friend from high school, Eric. So 100% mystery gang out of college by now. That's my theory. And this is like a post-grad friend, Eric, even though canonically they're like 17, 18. No, they're clearly 
clearly college grads. Um, I don't know if y'all agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that when the writers write each movie, they don't really take their age into account ever. Yeah. Um, where do you think this college was located? I, I feel like it gave me like UMass Amherst vibes, like suburban sort of feel, um, which is where where the school, where the Scooby creator, I think, is from, like the, the Amherst area in Massachusetts. I agree. Um, I think you're right. Do you know the theory that each of them are a different school from the five schools in in Amherst? Like Fred is, um, Scooby-Doo is UMass Amherst. Uh, Fred is Amherst College. Velma is, no, Shaggy is Hampshire. Velma is Smith. And then Daphne is the other one. Mount Holyoke, is that the one? I don't know. Um, anyways, so they show up. They meet the security guard. Um, Officer Wembley, who Scooby makes fun of, and I hated that security guard. He was so annoying. I agree. Yeah, I loved when Scooby was making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Kate, is Scooby still your favorite through all these 10 movies we've recapped? Like, overall fave? He's up there. Yeah. How, how did you feel yeah. about your wife, Daphne, in this Daphne. movie? We cannot forget Daphne and Velma. I literally love them. Yes. How did you feel about Daphne, your wife, and her animation in this movie? She didn't look right. <laughs> Something was. I looked at her and I said, "That's like, that's like Daphne's understudy." Yeah, she definitely had darker hair than the last movies. Sense. It just looked so different. Yeah. So they all wore different outfits. I feel like, or at least Fred and Daphne did than they what they did. usually um, did. Yeah. Almost was a different color, but. Yeah. So. Like shade, a different shade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they go upstairs, they meet the science trio, and they learn about the video games, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, um, which is kind of exciting for them because each level is a different monster and they have to find the Scooby Snacks. Um, the scientists show them how it's done. They upload and download a box of Scooby Snacks, and they learn about the phantom virus who hurt Eric's arm last night. Um, and at this moment, Bill is playing a baseball game and is like, I love baseball. Um, and for me, I was like, okay. That's a clue. And then I, I noticed everything about the baseball stuff. Um, so uh, is this when they, oh yeah. So the, the gang is like, let's go find the phantom virus. And they're like, let's bring a magnet because the virus is scared of magnets and it destabilizes them. Um, so any thoughts on everything we discussed here? Like the look of the virus, the trio, the backstory, the, the expo dump. I don't know the virus I guess because I also grew up watching Ben 10 I got like the diamond vibes from the way he looked yeah but he's creepy I got a little bit of static shock also like I feel like or um you know who he also reminded me of Osmosis Jones uh, oh yes him too but I was gonna say the the technology ghost from Danny Phantom I forget his name Techno, techno something. Y'all talk amongst yourselves while I Google this. Wait, I'm going to have to Google it too. Technology ghost. Danny Phantom. Technus. Technus. Nikolai Technus. He kind of gave me that uh, vibes too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see your point. Absolutely. Um, But uh, I, I, there are talks of setting up a Danny Phantom uh, rewatch on this network. So stay Ooh. tuned for that. Uh. But anyways, uh, we are 
at this point and they're like separating and Fred's like, we should set up into groups and Scooby and Shaggy head off one way. And Fred's like, where are you going? I didn't say which groups would be which. And Shaggy and Scooby were like, we know, we know we're going to be by ourselves. I feel like Fred wasn't actually going to do that this time, but uh, I like the meta commentary. I feel like we start to get more mishmashing of the pairings, but still for the time being, we're going to get the two groups like they are now. I thought that was funny. That line made me laugh. Well, mm-hmm. What was your Scooby joke of the movie? What was your favorite Scooby joke? Before I forget to ask you Honestly, later. Fred had two pretty good lines. Which ones? That one killed me. And then this one was fucked up. But the one he, <laughs> when he said the walking handbag. for the Oh, oh the, lad- the, the leather, <laughs> the alligator one. Yeah. I just felt like that was so out of pocket. Like I just. Are you becoming a Fred stan? Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I, he didn't get my he didn't get my MVP point still because. Is he getting you know, your LVP? You know, I kind of want to give it to him, but those <laughs> that line got me. Yeah. So I is it better I'm than thinking about my LVP? I don't know who it is. Is it better than I got to make a phone call? Which call? This one. This one. Help. Help. What was the other one that got me? What was there were two oh, there's another Scooby line. Uh I don't remember, but uh, oh th- I know you like the one from Zombie Island where he picks up the one he's like, like hello. <laughs> oh, that was Shaggy. Because yeah. <laughs> he just uh, always like, but but it was that which is him, but it was that one time that just it just got me. It sent you. Um Angela, no. do you have any favorite Scooby jokes that you remember from Life. I think these are more situational. Like in this movie, like when they're in ancient Rome and Shaggy and Scooby do the whole like Emperor Scooby Doo. Yeah. But yeah, I like those little asides. Yeah. Um, one that I forgot to mention is our continuous watch of Scooby not realizing that he's a dog. Um, oh, yeah. That happened at the beginning because that happens in the last few movies. Like, dog? where um but uh yeah so anyways they set out um scooby and shaggy go to the food court um and we'll talk about what fred velma and daphne do going to storage in a second but i have one major question right here shaggy shaggy rogers sorry i got a discord notification shaggy rogers why are you putting whipped cream on your hot dog I, don't, I can't judge him. I, I, you know what? That was not a combination I expected, but I would try it, to be honest. With you. I would try it, but like, it's not something you would think of, and I probably wouldn't enjoy it. The real question is why not, though? I mean, but I think that's what he always asks. Would either of you put, put whipped cream on your veggie hot dogs? Because I know you're both vegetarians. I would try it. Why not? And your impossible dogs. Sure, I, I feel like like it can't it, it can't be it can't be bad. It might just be weird, and you'll never want it again. But it's just whipped cream. Like I feel like it really can't be that bad. That's true. I, I kind of miss strawberries with like that tub of whipped cream. Ooh, mm-hmm. like cool whip, as Stewie would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was just my question. So Scooby and Shaggy are eating it up in the food court. Give me Warren Towers vibes if Warren Towers was on the ground floor, not the fourth floor. Um, 
Kate Anjali went to BU as well, a comm major, just like us. Did you ever did you ever run into each other? Did you know each other? I don't think so, but it's possible. Yeah. Comm classes can be pretty big. Yes. Did you have comm on one with Supa? I had it the first time that they were trying out their new like Oh, so you got to talk about like Black Mirror or Twin Peaks or something whereas Anjali and I had to do the 2008 financial crisis. Oh my god, you guys got to talk about that. I'm so upset because economics breaks my brain and too big to fail. I think I only read 20 pages. I read the first was... two chapters and failed the pop quiz. I try. I honestly, I think I bought an Audible account just to download the audiobook to study for the week of the quiz, and I like still only got through like chapter five, and I listened on two X, which Anjali hates. I don't even remember the purpose behind that one, to be honest. It was in later years. Uh, got to MCU. I don't know if you were aware of that, but we got we got cheated, big time. I'm going to go cry after this call. Same. Okay, what did you get? Did you get Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks? Is that what your text for the semester was? I think we did. I, don't, I think we did it differently. Oh, well, whatever you did, you didn't get the 2008 financial crisis, which honestly was kind of like a preview for the 2020 financial crisis. <laughs> they really wanted to set us up to fail. Too big to fail. Um, Anyways, so Fred, Velma, and Shaggy go... No, what am I saying? Fred, Velma, and Daphne go to the storage unit downstairs. They find some dusty books, and they run into the phantom virus. They magnetize him for a little bit, but he runs off where they run into Officer Wembley, who's like, you kids are not allowed to be done here. I'm going to take you back upstairs and angrily make you sit down and make you think of your consequences. Like big uh security guard energy um he should have really been in the dorms like just watching them swipe (laughs) their cards yes i Um, agree yeah but anyway scooby and shaggy are getting chunky in the eating all the food in the cafeteria and the phantom virus scares them and they're like okay we're gonna go run away um they go to the psychology lab and ask food related questions like how many layers should be in a turkey club or whatever the question was. And he's like, oh, uh, and he's like, too long. You took too long. The answer is as many as you want and shocks him. And then asks another question like that. And then he gets angry after the second shock and chases them. They, and this is where we get Scooby-Doo, where are you? Our theme song, Kate, Anjali, do you know who sings this version? No. Mm-mm. The B-52s. No way. That makes so much sense now. Yeah. I don't know if so because each movie I feel like they're getting a big hitter. Uh, who was Jennifer Love Hewitt was last week with the Alien Invaders. The week before was Billy Ray Cyrus, and then um, who was it? It wasn't Sky Cycle, right? It was Third Eye Blind for Zombie Island. Um, so that's my favorite thing to find out who sings each version of Scooby Doo each movie. Pretty um, cool. But they go through the biology lab and the the animals attack the the phantom virus. They go to the chemistry lab and he blows himself up with a beaker. They go to the robotics lab, the robots throw him around and then they go to the library and he, they distract him. They run to the regular lab. What is the regular, what are they doing? The video game lab? Computer lab. The computer lab um, where Ned sits there as the guy in the chair. 
Um, but uh, they run into the other five and they all bang into each other. Sorry, listeners, if you heard that clap and it was loud. And someone hits the button and they get transported into the video game uh, where they were like, okay, we can't get killed. We have to finish every level or we'll actually die. Um, and this is kind of where we get into the second act. So thoughts on everything that's happened so far. What were you thinking at this point in the movie? Pretty traditional yeah. Scooby-Doo antics, I would say. I remember them getting into the video game faster. I feel like they it took like 30 minutes for them to, maybe not 30 minutes, but like 25, 20, like a solid while. I remember I was like, I thought they like just jump into the video game and then they go separate to look for the virus, which oh. was not how I remembered. They um, have to establish these true. people. Yes. Uh, Kate, what did you think of all this? I feel like they actually got into the, the video game pretty fast. Um, I felt like we're not there yet, but I felt like the first half of the video game is what was long for me. Oh, really? I, yeah. I feel like I wanted more of that. I wanted to see, honestly, like the second, the sequel where they, or like the, the cutscenes where they did all the different levels. Because like some of the levels, I really want to see the North Pole one. Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, the Ant-Man level, as I call it. <laughs> um, but Kate, okay, before we got into this movie, what did you think this movie was about? The Cyber Chase? Well, before I even looked at the image, uh, I could only think of the show Cyber Chase. Oh, with Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah. From PBS? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? Is this a crossover? I was really <laughs> confused because there's like the Courage crossover with Scooby-Doo. And so I was very confused, but then I immediately realized I was thinking too hard. Yeah. And then so what did you think it was afterwards when you saw the image? Well, then I just knew that it was a regular Scooby-Doo movie. No, but like, what did you think the theme was? Because like, obviously, alien invaders, witches, ghosts, like all that stuff. Like, you probably had a sense of. But what did you think? Internet. Oh, okay. Well, cyber. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like cyber is a word we don't really use anymore, except for like cyberbullying. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Don't forget that one. Oh, speaking of punk, did you see that Daft Punk broke up today? Yes. What a shame. I mean, they've had a long career though. Yeah, twenty-eight years. Um. If they do a, I saw a tweet that was like, if they do a reunion concert in like four years, then that's not that's not okay. <laughs> they need to be broken up for ten years before a reunion. Concert. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so we get to level one, the moon, as I call it. Uh, Scooby and the gang, they have to get the Scooby snacks at the flag. They use the mystery machine space rover, and Scooby gets the snacks. But the phantom virus has two alien helpers, and then they transport to level two. Roman gladiators where they notice that there's a chalk outline of a baseball diamond and they're like what the hell anyways they the phantom virus unleashes three skull chasers and a lion shaggy gets tied up and scooby is like okay raggy i will drive you around in this mystery machine colored chariot to distract the chasers while fred uses daphne's jacket to distract the lion and i did laugh at the astrology joke where he's like toro toro uh leo leo um but it was purple um and daphne was like i just bought this freddy um my daphne impression is not good but uh anyways thelma and daphne locked the lion into the cage into the doors and fred is like i'll go get the snacks while scooby and shaggy pole vault onto the wall and like Anjali mentioned before they pretend to be emperor scooby um 
And just as the, the skulls realize that they're not who they say they are, Fred grabs the snacks and they teleport to the next level. So thoughts on these first two levels. This was a movie that I was not as into. Oh, see, I, I know you said that earlier, but it, I don't know, that just breaks my heart. I feel like that's the, that's the most fun. Like, I feel like I wanted more of this. Can I ask why it just dragged? It, it, it just felt like it dragged to me. Um, I really liked the next part that we get into with like the with the whole part where we meet their their cyber counterparts. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting and creative. Spoiler alert, I think the part that dragged the most for me was the boardwalk, the carnival stuff. Or like I like <sighs> that they I, I I liked when they met up, but I think that part kind of like dragged a little bit. Like cause then they did they did everyone got to have an interaction with their character, with their partner their their themselves. But then we got like a second like the the monsters are back and they have to like do the other montage and I felt like that was like just a little repetitive. Anjali, what about That's you? Right. What did you think of this stuff? No, as far as like the boardwalk part of it, though, like that, I was getting emotional because it'd been a while and I didn't remember that part. But I think it was kind of nice that they they did the throwbacks to like all the old villains from the originals. Yeah, and yeah, I just found that fun. And then. Daphne like the Daphne's kind of giving each other affirmation about you know their body image that was very cute yeah um any any commentary on the gladiator and the the moon stuff before we move on though yeah I think those were where they kind of like set up the different baseball references like the um the the virus says play ball at one point and yeah the chalk Outline. They didn't utilize the baseball field, but that was kind of there. Yeah. So. In my head, I remember the, I feel like I remembered more baseball imagery after watching the movie. I was like, wait, now that I remember everything, I was like, I feel like I remembered. And then it was at the batting cages when mm-hmm. I was like, that's probably what I remembered. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, so we get the prehistoric dinosaurs for level three. This was my favorite of the three, honestly, like, the moon was fun, but this one had like a whole mini story arc to it. Um, so the phantom virus words. The phantom virus rides a T-Rex. The gang hides in a cave. Scooby and Shaggy are there drawing food. And Velma's like, I like your volcano drawing, but they didn't draw that. And the fire goes out, so Scooby and Shaggy have to go get firewood, and they realize that the volcano is erupting. So the gang rides woolly mammoths to the volcano. Daphne's like, there should have been a saddle. And Fred was like, they should not smell. Um, but they get to the thing. The phantom virus throws a javelin at them. Um, and they see the baby pterodactyl who's stuck and is anxious. Um, and they had met their mama pterodactyl earlier. So Scooby climbs up, pushes the boulder that's holding the pterodactyl's tail. And he flies off and the Scooby snacks are there. And Scooby grabs the Scooby snacks and they disappear. And this kind of gave me vibes of kate's favorite scooby-doo movie that we watched so far <laughs> the arabian nights with uh Magilla gorilla um and when he found it but what did you think of this scene everyone and did it give you land before time vibes yes a little bit um also pterodactyls are my favorite dinosaur so were you a petri cool. fan oh my goodness i feel like anjali's a petri i loved oh, and ducky ashley's definitely sarah yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, do you know the story of the girl who played Ducky? It's so tragic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad. 
Um, I like Littlefoot. Um, Classic. And my mom likes Spike. Um, <laughs> but Kate, so what did you think of this segment, the prehistoric dinosaur level? I did like it better than the first segment. I'll totally, definitely, I think it went in order of like least favorite was the Roman one. This was the middle and my favorite was the last part. So what about the moon? Better. better that was better than the Roman one. Okay. I'm reversed. But so yours I'm terrified is... of space. So that's probably it. Wait, so what's your order, Anjali, from the three that we saw in the last one? I think I'd rank it like it gets better like from the moon on. So. Okay. Yeah. See, I think the dinosaur is my favorite of all, but um, yeah. I also like the Roman one. That's why I was kind of sad to see like the different levels because I, I was like, these are like mini movies. Or I feel like these could be like magic school bus adventures. The different That's ones. Um, but we got a montage. Level four is the underwater treasure. Level five is the backyard Ant-Man level where they're like tiny, microscopic honey, I shrunk the kids. Um, level six is ancient Asia. Do we know what country it was? I mean, that was a samurai, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then Daphne wields the broom. And this was a badass oh, moment from Daphne. That's um, the one I wanted to see through. Yeah. Uh, then level seven, we get ancient Egypt. Level eight, fairy tale land, where Shaggy finds a damsel in distress. And she wants a kiss, but he just steals the Scooby snacks. Level nine is the North Pole, which I want to see more of. And we got a little bit in the post credit scene about the North Pole. Um, and then level 10 cityscapes is what I called it, where we end up there like, oh, we're done. And it's like, no, there's, there's one more level. And they're like, we have one last level. Let's go ask this lady where the Scooby snacks are. And it's the phantom virus. He chases them. They hide in the malt shop where the old versions of their sons themselves are. We even see Shaggy in the red shirt Shaggy, um, era, uh, and everyone's wearing their regular clothes, their original clothes. Um, uh, they hang out for a bit in the malt shop. They steal fries. Um, and then they're like, the virus threatens them. So they hop into the old mystery machine where the old gang explained that they stay here because it's their favorite level. There's a lot to do. And if they grab the Scooby Snacks, they go back to the start and have to do everything. So, uh, But they know where the Scooby Snacks are and they go end up to the cyberspace boardwalk where they split up where in duos, Fred with Fred, Velma with Velma, Daphne with Daphne, Shaggy with Shaggy, and Scooby with Scooby to face five past monsters in different carnival amusement park attractions. Um, so thoughts on all this exposition that I just laid out there for our listeners. Yeah, I, I think this was my favorite because of how in-depth it was. And like I said, it was just very cute to watch their interactions and I, I was getting emotional especially towards the end of it when they had to part ways but yeah I, I think it was interesting and um like Fred got to do like the adventurous kind of stuff Daphne and Daphne got to do like their check out each other's outfits and stuff like that so it just felt like each thing they did kind of matched with their characters yeah. Kate, what about you? I really liked the fact that they basically had to have a conversation with themselves. So I felt like it made for some interesting conversations because they were essentially just the same person. Yeah. So I was a big fan of that. Um, 
And I like that each of them went off with themselves so that they can, like, like we had Shaggy and Shaggy and Scooby and Scooby, like, separately. So that was also interesting. Um, I just liked it overall. And I thought it was fun that we got to see which monster went with each person. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I want to pull up a question from our question doc um, that uh, is about this scene. And so let me do this. Um, let me find this. Uh, so question, wh- what are your thoughts on French fries and how did you feel about Scooby squirting the ketchup into his mouth first and then shoving French fries or Shaggy shoving the French fries and then squirting the ketchup afterwards? That's okay, what sure. I noticed. Wait, um, Kate, oh, one of you, whichever one wants to hop onto that. Yeah, I think Shaggy did it right because I feel like just getting a mouthful of ketchup would be weird. Catherine, what did you think? Shaggy's correct. You definitely have to put the fries first before the ketchup. True, I, I think, but I, I, I would just dip the fry in ketchup. I don't know, I feel like I'm shoving a mouthful of french fries into my face. Yeah. Um, but let's just do questions now because they're both like about the subject. So Sarah Nayor, who is our next guest on this podcast, talking about um, what's the what's the parody, the next parody that we're doing? Let me look at the thing. It's Night of the Living Do. She's going to be talking with us about that. How would y'all react to being trapped in a video game? Um, let's do that question first. Anjali, let's go to you. I think at first I'd be freaked out, but then I would just think, oh, this is like. I'm pretty much in Sims, which is one of my favorite games. So I think I would get used to it. Yeah. Catherine, what about you? I think I would be a little bit nervous. Um, because if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah, that's the part that would give me the most anxiety. But if you yeah, could if you could just live and like just respawn if you died, I feel like or, it would have a lot of fun. Or I could come back as a ghost like I would in Sims. So I'm just going to hold on to like the afterlife thought. Yeah. Kate, do you play the Sims? I do. I haven't played in a while because um, I only use my work computer right now. And I, I'm definitely not allowed to download the Sims on it. But yeah. um, Have you ever done the 100 baby challenge? No. Oh, oh to get 100 babies though? I've seen it on TikTok. 100 bad. babies in 100 days? No, thank you. No, thank you um but anyways uh another question that we have asked aaron callahan a previous guest of ours and a future guest as well i think about the scene where scooby and shaggy eat fries in the boss level every time i eat fries do you think you'll from now on you'll eat fries and think about the scene i don't know when the next time i'll have fries will be because I found out I can't have McDonald's fries, so now I have to find out which is the next best option. Is it because it's too salty? No, they no. Yeah. Oh. Well, so that's the thing I'm confused about. Quick side note is I read that since the 90s, they've been using vegetable oil, but they use like some other beef additive to them. To give, and I guess that's why they taste so good, but yeah, no, avoiding them. Yeah, Kate. What about you? Will you move on and think about French fries in this way? I think what I always think about when I eat French fries is when I was on a cruise. When I was about eight and just the amount of 
French fries I ate that week just sticks with me. And that's what I think about when I eat French fries. Wow. That, I, I, when was the last time I had French fries? Not in a minute. I have not had French fries in a minute. You know what I miss? Smiley face fries. Oh my gosh. Can't you just get them from the store? Yeah, but I haven't just had them. I just thought of them right now. Um, I've never had them. Why not? never had them as a kid and then haven't had them now you're missing out they're so cute and adorable but then you i, I feel like i hurt their feelings when i bite them <laughs> and break them i don't know that's how i felt with as a kid i don't know you, you are both vegetarians but i i love dinosaur nuggets but then i felt sad when i ever bit, bit the heads off i mean i only became vegetarian after kindergarten so like kids cuisine those nuggets oh, were... cuisine not lean cuisine what the kids fuck cuisine. with um with the penguin yes see okay but i'm really disappointed because for nostalgia's sake like a couple years ago i got one because the brownies used to be my favorite and the whole thing was just garbage i had to throw it out yeah um that that's that's such a throwback um i think one of my favorite things about wandavision is the commercials especially the one with the claymation oh yes yeah um Kate, what's something from your childhood that you wish you could eat more often as an adult? Well, I feel like I should have a good answer, but I honestly just eat whatever I ate as a kid. But um, I don't eat the kid cuisines as much as I I don't eat them anymore. Yeah, I know. You know what else? Not Lunchables, but kid cuisines, everything in it, you know? I had a Lunchables... And during college, definitely. I think I took it to a nighttime class because I was just so hungry. Um, Only one? Pe- yeah. Uh, oh my God. But uh, Kit Cuisine didn't have them a ton, but I, I remember the commercials. I think my favorite commercial was the one with the little girl and the Chef Boy RD with the can that ran all the way home. Yeah. Um, oh but yeah, sorry. I was also just reading about like some of the, the production difficulties with this movie, and I thought that was really interesting that I can share after we finish recapping. Um, because it popped up like uh, in the end of the Wikipedia. Uh, but anyways, the gang go to the cyberspace boardwalk. They split up to duos. Um, oh, that's why I went to the Wikipedia to find out the names of the monsters that I forgot to write down. The Creeper, Jaguaro, Gator Ghoul, the Tar Monster, and Old Iron Face. Um, now, did either of you remember these from yes. like watching the show? Uh, I don't remember the show. I just remember like the monster itself. Yeah. Um, that's the first appearance, the Scooby-Doo show, uh, where they, this was, uh, the Jaguar, who was my favorite because they mentioned Brazil. So I was, mm-hmm. uh, let's go into a deep dive on his backstory just for a second, because I feel like we have to, it's required of the Br- Brazilian dragon podcast. So, uh, the, it, it, for people who forget what it looks like, it's a large creature has a body of a gorilla and has the head of a black saber-toothed jaguar. Um, and so he, they went, the gang went to Brazil on a plane trip. And it first the pilot to make an emergency landing in Brazil, in the Brazilian jungle. The statue of the jaguar came to life and chased Shaggy Rogers and Scooby-Doo. After a chase, the jaguar fell over a waterfall. His costume came off and the jaguar was trapped. Jaguar was then revealed to be Barney, who was using the plane to smuggle out the diamonds. Um, Jeepers, it's the Jaguaro. And then he appeared in the cyber chase. Um, so 
Oh, he doesn't appear much. So that was the. Uh, and did I say the name of the other ones? The Tar Monster, the Gator, Gold, the Creeper, and the Old Iron Face. So, um, let me just pop back to my notes. Uh, so yeah, so they all do different activities. Uh, Daphne goes to the front house mirrors um, and traps the creeper in there. And then later, Daphne's tree uh, do a picture and explode something with the old timey photos. Uh, what does Shaggy? Shaggy's go with the tar monster, uh, hit his foot with the hammer with the the bell thing, and then they spin him around in cotton candy. Uh, Fred's they go on a roller coaster. They jump off onto the top of a bouncy house where the gator is sent flying. And then um, I forget what happens with the gators later. With the gator, how do they stop the gator? Oh, Shaggy runs into the gator <laughs> when they team up with Shoot Me, uh, Scooby. Uh, Scooby's. They get the old Iron Fist, or is that Velma? That's no, Velma. Velma. Velma gets the old Iron Fist. They go to the Wax Museum, and he hardens and then chases them. And I forget what they do afterwards, how they stop him. And then Scooby gets the... What's the last one? Jaguaro. Ha, my favorite. Um, and yeah, so they they do that. And I don't even remember. Oh, they're doing the carousel. That's what it was. Um, and then they end up teaming up after they magnetize because well, Shaggy's like, I have the magnet still. Dummy, you could have said it earlier, but okay. <laughs> um, so they are like, let's team up, but the old Scooby gang, you have to stay in the back because you're going to get affected. And then they go to the Phantom, who they saw earlier playing baseball as well at the batting cages. Um, and they go in and he's like, doing his magic powers and attacking them and shaggy's too scared to go up so he's like okay fred you can take the magnet fred goes and then he trips on a ball and loses the magnet so then the phantom is attacking and uh scooby when the the villains come back cyber scooby's like i'm gonna go help and tells fred the plan or fred tells him a plan and then cyber scooby tells scooby the plan and then cyber scooby distracts the phantom while scooby gets the box, hugs it closely, and then the phantom disappears. Any thoughts on this sequence? It was very entertaining. It was. It moved very well. Uh, okay, so explain to me. Oh, I cut you off, Anjali. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, no, because um, they were surprised that like Cyber Scooby was so bold about what he was doing, and I found that. I don't know if you would say that's character development or I don't know what happened, but that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So uh, just in terms of like, we mentioned why I felt this drag. So Kate, I know this is probably one of your favorite parts of the movies. Do you want to like talk about what you loved about it? I just felt that it was very entertaining and I felt like it had the most action, which is usually my favorite part is more like the action and the effects and that's why I feel like it was my favorite part of the movie. Okay, then. I I think it dragged a little bit, but we got over this, like with the with the repetitiveness of the of the carnival. I it like the Phantasaur stuff. It was repetitive. It yeah. Was. I feel like they could they didn't they could have gone straight to the montage or they could have like not had the montage and did everything and then like and then when the creatures came back i was like okay but then it led to scooby going saving the day so anyways 
Scooby's like, oh, you should come. We should go to this diner. And Scooby's like, yes. And then Velma's like, no, we can't. We have to go back. And I was like, okay, bye, friends. They zoom out. Um, and they, the professor and officer are suspects, which I'm like, why don't you just expose the man right there? That's like, what I was frustrated by. It's like, he could have it ran. could be you or it could be you. But in fact, it's this guy. Yeah. Like, they gave him perfect time to run away. And like he could have had a head start, but then no, he didn't even take it. But in the end, it's Bill, Bill the baseball fan, because he wanted the money for his video game grants to do a baseball thing and not the the stupid Scooby Doo thing in his words. Um, but the gang, he's arrested. The gang eats, and Eric gets Scooby to say hi to the virtual gang. And Scooby is like, no, let me feed my friend Scooby snacks. And then he's like, Scooby Dooby Doo. And then the credits roll. And did either of you watch the post credit scene? I didn't know there was one. No? Okay. I can so- just tell you what happens. It was like a three thirty, three minutes, 30 second post credit scene. They're like, the gang each stops and they're like, okay, this was my favorite part of the movie. And Velma's like, I love the dinosaurs. And then they like do some still photos like Velma being like, I love doing this. Scooby learned about this. And then then Fred's favorite level was the gladiator level, even though he couldn't become the professional baseball player like he wanted to. He learned, he got to wear this outfit and he's like, I wasn't going for cute, but okay, because Daphne says, you look so cute, Freddie. Um, Daphne's favorite level was the North Pole because she got to accessorize with her glasses, sunglasses, and the bear that was chasing Scooby, she like reflected the sunglasses into the bear's eyes. Uh, and she's like, it pays to accessorize friends. Um, Shaggy loved the arcade level, but then he was mean to Scooby because he was doing so much better and he got a big ego. And then Scooby said his favorite was he loved the cheeseburgers and he loved hanging out with Cyber Scooby. So then he like brought cheeseburgers, downloaded cheeseburgers into the real world. And yeah, so that's what happened in the after credit scene um just going quickly through the cast with characters most of the same friends from last time except again the late great mary k bergman had passed away so her friend and mentee great elise uh took over for daphne um scott inez as scooby and shaggy frank welker as fred and this is bj ward's last appearance as velma i think i think she just moved on with her career uh joe alaski as officer wembley Bob Bergen as Eric Stoffer, Tom Kane. I definitely know that name. I didn't do much deep diving into that. Professor Kaufman, Mikey Kelly as Bill McClemore, who was the bad guy. And then Gary Sturgis as the Phantom Virus, who was Ebon in Static Shock, if anyone watched that. Um, live action casting choices. Who would you have as the Phantom Virus, as the, as the scientists, as the security guard? Did you write anyone down? So I wrote down one person because I was I automatically think about like the traditional live action people but like I only cast one person that was for Shaggy wait who'd you cast Matthew Gray Goobler oh don't offend Kate she's obsessed with Matthew Lillard I love him I love him I was thinking for Bill we could do Bill Hader. I feel like he, I, I could see Bill Hader vibes. If he had long hair. Bill? Bill doesn't have oh, long hair. Oh, you said Bill. Is Bill Hader? Bill, the guy who played Bill with the baseball hat, I think could be oh. Bill Hader. 
but like he's not a ginger. I don't know. AKA Kate's future boss, Bill Hader. Oh my god. Um gonna be my well, no, he's not really my boss. True. Where's your job? She's gonna be work on the set of Barry. Sorry? I'm gonna work on the set of Barry, his show with HBO. I'm so that's so exciting. Oh my god. I'm gonna get emotional. I'm just kidding. I'm so it's like my favorite show. Um, yeah. uh, how dare you? Total Drama Island is your favorite show. Don't lie to the audience. Okay, if we're telling the real truth here, my actual favorite show is Santa Clarita Diet. I have watched that too many times. Is that the one with Debbie Ryan? No. Oh no, that's insatiable. Yeah. yeah. Who? I'm so offended right now. <laughs> um, anyways, so music for this one, we got Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, B-52s, and then we got the Cyber Chase song for the montage. Also, just going back to the live action of it all, apparently there was like talk production-wise to make the video game levels live action, but then that was like too complicated. Also, if you want the tea, the, there was like drama with this movie because the people who produced the other four films, uh, Davis Doy, Glenn Leopold, Jim Stenstrom, Lance Falk, and others. Um, the executives at the studio were like, let's hire outside screenwriters uh, for Witch's Ghost and for this one. And they were like, nah, why do, why do we have to do that? And then they didn't like the script that Mark Turose, who wrote this, uh, and he was under contract with Warner Bros. Uh, he wrote this and they were like, okay, but we don't like this script because it's like... Uh, it's a regression in terms of the franchise's potential and the pacing and plot line were unsatisfactory according to these people um, and poorly formatted and didn't have familiarity with the animation process. So they didn't like that. Um, but they ended up parting ways with the studio for the next one. And then Mark Turose wrote the next uh, Scooby-Doo uh, like animated one. So that was a little behind the scenes drama. It was also the last uh, feature to be produced by Mook Animation in Japan. So, yeah. Interesting. Last one. That, that's some of the behind the scenes tea. Um, anyways, do we want to get into our segments? Let's do it. Um, let's start with the culprit game. So Anjali, who did you think was the culprit? Yeah, so I, like I said, I hadn't watched it in a while, so it took me a little while, but then... I mean, once they were in and the first baseball reference was made, I kind of knew it was Bill. Yeah, so I don't think I ever saw the full movie. So I didn't know that the reveal, but I remember there were being a ton of baseball references. So then as soon as he said the first baseball line, I think it kind of came back to me. So I don't know, Kate, do you think that's cheating if I had some sort of like semblance? Because then I can ask my brother before I upload this podcast mm. to like watch it and then send his take. No, I feel like unless unless it's unless you clearly remember who it was, like for the Scooby Doo live action movie, like the one that Scrappy be on, like I know, like we, I know it's Scrappy. Yeah. But like watching this one, like it was familiar, but I still couldn't remember who the culprit was, and then I still got it wrong, like a dumbass. So who did you say? Oh my god, I said it was the the security officer. Officer he Wembley. Suspicious in the he, beginning. Like, why were you lurking in the hallway? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. He was literally eavesdropping. So, like, what the hell? Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say he he like kept saying he doesn't know much about the games, but I kind of felt like he was faking that. Yeah. And so, actually, like, what even is your point 
like what is your role in the show what what are you adding to the plot nothing so you must be the culprit because otherwise why did we even write you in did the baseball references make you suspicious at all or did you not pick up on that i didn't pick up on them Uh, poor Kate. You'll get it on the next yeah. time. Because you got Nanette. This is the first one that I got that you didn't get. Usually we get some. Yeah. But Anjali, you also said Bill, right? Yeah, but so it wasn't until they went into the game that I realized it was Bill. Like before that, I was like, the professor's acting kind of funny. He's too sassy for me. But then like once they were in, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it now. So the current score, I have nine points. The the listeners uh, or the guest team have nine points with Anjali getting Bill. Kate has eight points. And we've come a long way from when I was constantly trailing Kate. Um, so now, now I'm in the lead. We're tied with the, with the guests who always get it right. They have not got one wrong yet. Um, I guess we're going to MVPs and LVPs next, Kate? Yes. Scores yes. left. I'm scores a big last. fan of, of scores being last. Okay, Kate, why don't you go first? Because I have someone in mind, but if you have... I don't you ha- know if I know what I... I don't... Anjali, do you have yours ready or no? MVP, yes. LVP, I'm iffy about, but I can go Okay, yeah, give us your MVP and then you can go last for LVPs. I was very proud of Shaggy in this one. I think he took initiative this time around and for that, like, he, he got points from me. Because <laughs> usually he's what he took initiative to go explore on his own he was like figuring all this stuff out like i don't know kind of improving with how to distract these guys and i was like you're the first guest to give shaggy an mvp point no this time though like i don't know about other ones because he's been kind of no but like in terms of the other ones too um kate are you ready or should i go next i am okay you go so my MVP is as well. It's going to be Daphne. Okay. It will probably always be Daphne unless she pissed me off the ad episode <laughs> because I'm biased and I love her. And I actually am not going to give it to Fred this one time. This is probably the single time I won't give it to Fred. But my reasoning that I won't give it to Fred is that he had two lines that made me laugh and he never makes me laugh but he made me laugh twice so not fred but i'm gonna say shaggy because your lvp is shaggy yeah he was the least memorable in this episode he did nothing wrong but he just wasn't memorable scooby had the funny part where he was making fun of the cop and then fred had two good lines and then obviously daphne and velma will never be my lvp unless i have no other option so it had to be shaggy y'all with your weird weird takes because you gave your mvp to the two people i was considering for my lvp (laughs) what fred should have gotten an mvp point but i can't not give it to scooby when you don't give it to scooby because scooby was clearly the mvp so if one of you had said scooby i was gonna give it to fred because fred was was like clutch this time but scooby he protected the baby pterodactyl so that was when the okay maybe but okay that was the moment where i was like i'm giving scooby my mvp regardless of what happens in this movie he protected that baby pterodactyl everyone else stood down the volcano did not move a muscle 
So Scooby gets my MVP for that. Then Cyber Scooby came in clutch and protected while the other four were running around. And then Cyber Scooby and Scooby-Doo did more than anyone else besides Fred because Fred at least took the magnet and took charge. I don't know. Sorry, that's my little rant because what the hell? Daphne didn't do much. She didn't do anything. And I love Daphne. I simp for Daphne. But she looked good. She looked good. <laughs> and but then she almost cost him their lives when she was like, I don't want to give them this man my jacket because but she looked good doing it. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, I don't think you understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> so Scooby, can I give two can I give Scooby and for my MVP? Hey, Daphne got my LVP one time. So you know what? I she did like- not. Yes, she did. Okay. Because you yes, said she was did. too mean. Okay, she but can was I give rude as hell in that episode? Can I, I was... give both Fred and Scooby my MVP or no? No, one MVP. Okay, fine, Scooby, you get it. Um, but uh, y'all, y'all. Okay, Anjali, do you have your LVP ready or no? I'm still struggling. Okay, because like you, I'm a, okay. I know what I'm gonna do with my LVP because I've given Shaggy a lot of crap in the past, and I've never given this woman an LVP. And because I'm mad at Kate, I'm personally taking it out on Daphne, <laughs> even though she didn't really do anything wrong. Besides no, trying to get, like, uh... she and Shaggy were my LVPs, and I was just figuring out. Velma was kind of irrelevant this movie, so I can't give it to her. Fred, as we know, I just explained why I simp for him in this movie. Not as much as Scooby, though. And I simp for Daphne regularly, but Daphne almost got her man killed because she didn't want to get rid of her purple jacket because she was like, it's expensive. Um, and then Shaggy, Shaggy also did something annoying that I'm a little too heated to remember what it was, but. <laughs> Oh, he couldn't even go. He didn't. He couldn't go magnetize the thing because he was too scared. And listen, I get it. And I was scared. Don't beat him up for anxiety. That's not. <laughs> I wasn't beating no. him for anxiety, but if you're, it's a life or death situation. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah, but okay. You know, I rag on Shaggy I... usually because in the past it was only Shaggy, Scrappy, and Scooby. So Shaggy got a lot of those LVPs. And then when when did I give it to him last? Zombie Island. He was kind of useless. Oh, Alien Invaders. He kind of got lost in the sauce because he was crushing on someone so daphne you can take your first lvp and velma don't worry i'm watching you i'm I'm, because if kate's gonna be playing this nonsense i might have to give more of my lvps to kate and daphne and velma in the future yeah like i was trying to be unbiased because while shaggy is probably one of my favorites velma always comes to mind because i quote her constantly when i can't find my glasses (laughs) jinkies yeah yeah Kate, I still love you, even though I feel like your logic was flawed. <laughs> oh, sh- no, don't leave. I need you in my life. Um, Angela, do you have your LVP ready? Let's hop on the bandwagon and gang up on Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I, I can't figure it out right now. Honestly, like I feel like Daphne didn't do it. And she did catch on. Like they they all figured it out. It wasn't like just Velma who figured it out. But um I wanted to give Fred and Sco- I was hoping one of you would have given it to Scooby. So then it could have been like Fred, here's your flowers today. But no, because Scooby was clearly above Fred in terms of utility this movie. Um and I also like regular Scooby was helpful and Cyber Scooby was helpful. So like team up. Um Anyways, let's just check in our leaderboard. Scooby now has four LV- uh, MVPs for me and is leading the charge there. Shaggy has four LVPs. With Kate, she's tied. Uh, Daphne and Scooby have four each for MVPs. 
And then Shaggy and Fred have four each for Kate. Guests, Velma has four. And then Shaggy and Fred are tied with uh, LVPs. Is that true? Yeah, it is because you went for Daphne. Okay. That's that's the leaderboard for MVPs and LVPs. Um, do we want to go to scores next? Kate, do you um, want to go I'm first? Column, well, I'm just going to say I'm going to make a column that is the total number, like who is the most. Oh, yes, that's a great idea. Okay. So, Anjali, do you have your score ready? Well, Kate does that. So it's out of five, correct? Yes. Hmm. I give it a, a let's say, 4.3 because I, I love the movie, but it's. Can you do 4.25 or 4.5? Because we're, we're doing, I forgot to mention that off. I would oh. 0.25 increments. Unless Kate is okay with her giving a 4.3. I think we have to stick with two with 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 the two five okay. increments. We're two sticking five that. is yeah. fine. Just because yeah. we're so far down in the list. Yeah. So 4.25, Anjali? Yes. Okay, because... so I cut off your reasoning. Yeah. No, yeah. So I really love this movie, but I think they're like, and you guys have watched, I think, some of my other favorites. So it's it's up there, but it's not like my number one pick. Okay. Um, is it my turn or not yet? Or is Kate still waiting? No, uh, you, you go because I'm, I'm figuring out. Okay. I'm trying to find what color we use. Oh, that, that's the color we use. Okay. So honestly, I'm subject to change this later, but I had so much fun watching this. This was the one I was most excited for. I'm giving this a five and I can always change it later. But honestly, if not now, then when? When am I giving it a five? how many fives have you given though this is our first five collectively as a as my score kate score guest score um uh i i think this is definitely honestly this is on par with zombie island i i just enjoyed it a little more i think the levels kind of like spruce it up um if i was to knock it it would be for the the boardwalk stuff like it was a little repetitive and too long but otherwise i had fun I feel like there was not enough women in the movie, but other than that, like it was fun. And obviously, Scooby Doo struggles with people of color sometimes, so that's that's an issue. Kate, do you have your thing on? Um, I was gonna give it a three seven five. Ooh, how did you give this? Oh, this is just slightly better than the Scooby Doo Project. Yes, but the Scooby Doo Project, um, <clears throat> that one broke all the rules. Like all the rules that I used to score things, I had to just let that one. That one just had to break that one. Okay, so this one is your oh. least favorite of the four that we've watched in the good era. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was it was not my favorite compared to Alien Invaders and, Zo- and Zombie Island, and I felt like I liked Witch's Ghost a little bit more. Like I kind of debated also giving it a four so that they could be around the same line, but I, I kind of felt like I liked the witch's ghost just a little bit too much more. Yeah, honestly, truthfully, I don't see this staying at a five forever. I think right now I just wanted to give it a five to be bold, but even in my head, I'm like, is it a five? It might be a four point seven five because I feel like I enjoyed Aloha Scooby Doo, Monster of Mexico, some of the travel ones is a little more too because this one's like they've been confined in America still, which. It's fun, but I can't wait until they go 
travel more. Um, Cause those, I feel like I've remember I watched this once and those I remember watching more. So who knows if, when the nostalgia will kick in, but I'm feeling bold today. So I can't figure out what the average is yet. So I'm a see, what if I just copy that? Okay, there we go. The average is 4.33 and it's still not our favorite collectively Scooby-Doo on zombie Island is still in the lead but this is not that far behind um i would it be is... there too you know what i i'm with the the zombie island is you think it's better one. yeah okay i mean you uh, know that <laughs> yes no i know that um but uh let's see so yeah that's this is in second place right now i believe uh and i might have done a lot of work to do that if anybody was curious um our mvp so far the the character who has the most points for mvp between me felipe and guests scooby poor fred with one point how does scrappy have more than fred scrappy was in a lot of episodes yeah true remember that whole like the first like 10 episodes were like just scrappy and true yeah that's why why scooby is our mvp and shaggy is our current i mean the show is named after scooby um scooby makes me laugh the most on 100 percent um careful though because daphne and velma are are coming up um and i will i will fight that and i sent for daphne we've been established clearly not i do but no i sent for daphne but but not to the extent that i will ignore scooby and fred's contributions in this movie that's why fred did not get my lvp point when will that happen again probably never he will probably always have my lvp point no this is becoming a fred stan account (laughs) account. (laughs) no it's a scooby stan account anyways does anyone have any (laughs) not the eyebrows again (laughs) does anyone have anything else that they want to say about life uh, about this movie obviously um otherwise you can get into some plugs oh anjali go ahead yeah i just had one question because i haven't watched a lot of the movies in a while but is it primarily in the old show that it's always old man jenkins like does he ever come up again because i remember that being a consistent person we haven't gotten to old man jenkins in these movies have we kate no Um, kate doesn't even know who that is so it's probably just like the yeah, probably original. just the TV shows, or maybe if yeah. they come up later, who knows? But Old Man Jenkins has become the term for the stereotypical Scooby villain. While there was a suspicious old man named Mister Jenkins in one episode of the original series, he was ultimately innocent. Oh yeah, so we'll we'll keep our eyes out for him. Um, any final thoughts on Cyber Chase? I did want to read um, Jordy Cannell's comment where he was basically like, this was the movie that I loved growing up. Uh, it's the first movie that was like, let me pull out a notebook and like try to map it out. Um, and maybe he loved it also because he's a sports fan and there was lots of baseball. And then also let me read this comment. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of her. Anjali Balakrishna said, I'm looking forward to talking with you guys. Um, but any final thoughts on Cyber Chase? Otherwise we can get into plugs. It was really nice to be able to revisit this particular movie, but then also, like, I haven't watched a Scooby movie in a while, and I was texting Felipe about this, but I 
was the kid that had PC Scooby Doo games. Yes. And I had a PS2 game. So, like, this was just very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Do you want to talk about any of the games? Because there's a video game to this movie. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have that one. I had one where they were, um, I don't know, there was like a China theme one. And then I had another one. I had the Egyptian and China one, I think. I had the Egyptian one as well. And then my PS2 game was, um, you you played as Scooby for the most part, but. um, I had the Monsters Unleashed Game Boy game, um, the live action (laughs) one. Uh, oh, let me soundtrack for that. Ooh, um, so just the plot of this is like you tags for you try to get tags for checkpoints, hamburgers for health and energy, pies for weapons, and Scooby and Shaggy go through the levels to defeat the phantom virus. Fred, Daphne, and Velma help Scooby and Shaggy overcome obstacles by giving them important game playing moves and tips via Velma's handheld communication device while they're in cyberspace. Uh, I'm just going off the the PlayStation version. Stage one is classic Japan, two normal levels, and a third world player must defeat a bot to collect a box of Scooby snacks. Um, the boss of the stage is a Jamurai, uh, Japanese samurai. Uh, stage two is ancient Rome. Three levels, the boss is a lion and several gladiators. Stage three is Arctic Circle. Three levels, boss is phantom virus, riding a snowball, po- blowing polar bear. Stage four, prehistoric jungle. Three levels, boss is T-Rex. Stage five is the big city. Consists of three levels. The boss of this stage is Charlie the Robot from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Episode of Foul Plan and Funland. Foul Play and Funland. Stage six, Egypt. Consists of three levels. The boss of this stage is the Phantom Virus and several mummies. Stage seven is Amusement Park. Consists of three levels. Last stage in the game, just like in the movie, this contains the final and hardest level of the game. Final boss is Phantom Virus. And then the Game Boy Advance version, six levels, and uses a password feature rather than a save feature. Um... So yeah, that's the video game if anyone cares. Uh, Anjali, give us your plugs. Where are you? What are you doing? What do you want people to check out? Oh gosh, really right now, it's just Instagram where I'm gonna try getting back into the swing of things. So if I'm not mistaken, my handle would be at eclectic.ness. Yes, I believe that is your handle. Um. So, Kate, what about you? Where are you at? Or do you have anything else, Anjali, or no? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, Catherine, where can people follow you besides LinkedIn? <laughs> that was my surprise at the end. Um, it's just really funny to me. Um, I don't know why I'm doing it, but my Instagram is kaz.z. Don't even say it, Felipe. Don't even say it. She doesn't and- even know what I'm going to say, though. I feel I like she's curious. Say, I can freaking quote it now. Say it, say it, say it. Quote it, quote it, quote it, quote it. That's K-A-Z.Z for all our Canadian listeners. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and then I have the Twitter, it tears you apart. And um, as always, LinkedIn. And don't forget to watch Barry. Oh my yes. Um, so for me, just want to, if you enjoyed hearing from Anjali today, I recently re-released Anjali's appearance on when me and so let me just give a quick history lesson Anjali and I tried to start a podcast a few years ago and because I've always wanted to do a podcast like throughout college and then Anjali was the person I guilted into being my test subject for doing the first 
podcast trial. And then she was like, this was fun, but it's not for me. Um, I might pop in every once in a while, but you do your own thing. So it was called Turn It Back Now, y'all. Tibbany oh for God. short. The, I, that logo was dope that I created with the, with the Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. But anyways, um, we, we did it. We never released an episode, but we talked about the Lizzie McGuire movie and how it's problematic because Paolo is 19 and Lizzie was like 13 and it was fun. And I recently re-released it in an origin story series podcast. So check that out in the Brazilian Dragon feed. Um, so if you want more Anjali content, as always, if you want more Kate content, we've talked Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, um, and all the Scooby-Doo episodes, Scooby Snacks and Chats, that's in our archives. And Kate, I, I got to talk to you offline because I just got a message from Sarah and Jess asking us about our availability for March with uh, a full house episode of Shit 90 Shows Taught Us. Um, so I got to hit you up offline. In terms of me and what I'm doing, I'm on Twitter, what the fleep. I'm on Instagram, Filippo Faith. I'm on TikTok, what the fleep. We have a Facebook page for the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's like a radio page. So just l- click that, like that. I need to start using that more. Um, we have Brazilian Dragon Twitter and Instagram at Brazil Dragon Pod. You can email us, braziljragonpod at gmail.com. Subscribe, give us five stars, tell a friend rate us review us um also if you are interested i am paying for a lot of the costs like for hosting and editing and actually hosting there's no fee but like editing software and stuff like that and obviously watching the scooby doo movies and the other stuff so if you have any interest in helping me out with a one-time donation you can paypal me f-c-h-a-m-o-n is my paypal i think that's how i set it up it'll be in the show notes um but no pressure at all. Um, in terms of other things I'm doing, uh, Whatcha Doing podcast, we're getting to episode six of Phineas and Ferb with me, Will, and Navi. Um, I was recently on an episode of Mike White Was Robbed defending Abby Maria Gomez from Survivor um, and why she's a good player. And that episode has not dropped yet, but it will soon. I'm going to be on Ing in there this week talking about Zuko Alone with Jake Redman and Zach Muhammad. And then on Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be on Twitch with Naomi Calhoun, uh, Matt Gagan, and Nicole Horn, the aforementioned TikTok Nicole. We're going to be talking about, is this show millennial or Gen Z? And we're going to break it all down on twitch.tv slash N-A-Y underscore O-H underscore M-I. That was a lot of plugs for me. Um, Ladies, anything else? It was a joy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, Anjali. Stay safe in Texas. Um, I will uh, send you any memes of Raphael if I see them or WandaVision memes. I really appreciate that. Actually, Anjali, tell us any pop culture things you're absorbing and Kate too. I'll get to you in a second, but something that you want people to check out pop culture wise. Oh God, I mean... I guess, like you said, WandaVision is relevant, especially because, like, the MCU has stolen my heart. Um, yes. And I am absorbing the Bachelor drama because Chris Harrison has... I'm not watching this season because... I know you're not. Yeah. I understand why I can't stop myself, but I'm... No, I understand that, but... Chris Harrison is disrespectful. So. This was the first season that I haven't watched a single episode, or, like, I watched, like, five seconds of it when Matt James was like, I want, like, we'll get into this offline, but I did not like when Thank he was you. like, I might, I might not be picking a Black woman 
because I was like, Ugh. and I feel like based we on have different ba- perspectives, I feel like that, based on but... what's going to happen, I feel like he's going to pick uh, the plantation party girl um, just because Rachel. she it gives me Garrett vibes. Yeah. Oh from Becca season. But anyway, so WandaVision, yay. Yes. Bachelor, nay, but you're watching it. Um, Catherine, what about you? I what have I been watching? Um, I just started watching season two of Bonding. Um, fully oh, I finished that. You can text me after your thoughts. Okay, I have three. Season two was so much better than season one. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't really disagree. I think I'm. I think well, I'm pretty. I'm almost done. I'm on have two. you seen the Nancy episode yet? I think that was the best episode of the show. Nancy. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. I did watch. Yep, I did watch yes. that. That was an, that was an episode to watch. <laughs> that was an episode. Um, I have three left, so I'll probably finish it tonight. Yeah, they're like twenty minutes each. They're not long, so so short, which is nice, but also yeah, not. I like short shows, but fifteen to twenty minutes. I need to know your thoughts oh, after because oh. I have thoughts. Um, in terms of me, I'm watching Upload with the Post Show Recaps patron on Amazon Prime. I think it's ironic that it's a show about capitalism on Amazon, but. <laughs> It's 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 a good show. It's a good show with um Robbie Amell from Arrow, as most people know him, or as I know him, Jimmy from True ba- Jackson VP, and Fred Rogers from a different version of the Fred Jones from a different version of the Scooby Doo movies, the live action ones. Um, so yeah, so that's good. Um, Andy Allo is my wife. I love her. She's a queen. Um, and yeah, one division as always. But we've been new. Uh, in terms of that, uh, check us out on social we'll be back shortly with sarah nayor talking about night of the living do we got to find that somewhere um otherwise bye everybody bye goodbye